Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. I want to gamble. I never want to hear those words out of your mouth again. Gambling is a very serious business. Is that clear? Woo-hoo! Big bet for a big man. Sure you don't want to save a few bucks for the buffet? This is the Papa George. Hey, Randy, this guy's with us. You take care of him. I was just going to say, we're so impressed with your play. in the nuts and we'll call it a day. What can I do with five dollars? Gee, I don't know. Buy a bullet and rent a gun. <laughs> Are you looking for a reminder of your fantasy football greatness? Are you looking for something to set your league apart from those dime a dozen jabroni leagues out there? Then head over to trophysmack.com and hook your league up with the best trophies in the game today. And not only will you get the best trophies in the game today, you can get a free championship ring up to a $59.99 value by entering in the promo code DWZRING. You pick out your trophy, which one do you like? You put it in the cart, you add the ring to the cart, you add the promo code DWZRING, makes the ring free, and your league is now a step above the league down the street so if you're looking for the best you want to be the best in the game you want to have the best league in town go over to trophysmack.com get that trophy get that ring use that code dwz ring and let's have a big season what's happening guys happy friday and welcome to the dynasty war zone the people's dynasty podcast but this is not the dynasty podcast this is the gambling podcast this is the dfs this is the all things action podcast we call it the fabulous best bet here on the dynasty war zone you can count on this thing it'll probably start on thursday once we get into games 
Obviously, we're not getting preseason games right now due to COVID. Thanks for nothing. But I'll tell you who I am thankful for. He is my co-host in this endeavor. You know him as the doctor of the Dynasty War Zone. He is Kyle. You can find Kyle on Twitter at DWZ underscore Dr. PT. Kyle, what's up, buddy? Nothing, Memphis. Happy to be here and uh, happy to gamble. Yeah, man, you, you live right across the bridge and tunnel. We, we discovered that last week as we were talking to Rosalie. And you could just make, what, what is that? Like, like if you, do you have a car? No, I, I know New York commuting and, and transportation is like there's a lot of public transit. What, what is your means of, of travel there in the big city? So uh, we do have a car in a garage that is on the same block as us, which is like a godsend because we had a car in a garage that was about a 15-minute walk from us for a while. Um, but as far as commuting to work, I've been going to and from, so I'm a physical therapist, working out of a gym in uh, Soho, known as South of Houston, Manhattan, um, about a 30-minute bike ride. And I have biked probably 99% of my commutes since quarantine. I think I've taken three Ubers or Lyfts and zero subways. Um, but yeah, to get out of the city, we have a car. And then otherwise, right now, bike in and occasionally a subway when things are, are happy and healthy. Yeah, I know that that parking slip note probably cost you as much as a nice apartment here in the in the great state of Indiana. But hey, just good to know Fun. that. That, that you're happy and uh, healthy and good to know that you're avoiding the subway. Now your guys' curve has been significantly flatter than yes. the, the rest of the, the country, especially because you guys extended your lockdown. But we're not here to talk politics or corona or transportation in the NYC. We are here to talk gambling. We're going to jump into that in just a minute. I want to make sure to tell you guys, uh, we are doing the Devi show, the first one. Well, we said it was going to happen in the month of August. Hey, what do you know? That's now. And lots to cover with Kane, Josh, Shane, and Jerry. Uh, with COVID shutting down some of the Power Five conferences like the Big Ten, like the Pac-12, we're not 100% sure of what some of the others are going to do. But we're going to discuss all of that and how it's going to impact the draft-eligible players for 2021 and how that will impact your rookie drafts in 2021. Yes, it is never too early to start planning ahead you know you don't have to, to to jump in like cannonball style at the in the pool as you know summer's winding down we're, we're creeping up on labor day but you, it's enough that you can dip a toe you can you can put your kyle you ever like like sit on the edge of a pool with your legs just floating in the water oh yeah yeah sometimes just one leg sometimes just several toes of one leg yeah well but before i ask you my next question so that's what we're that's what we're gonna we're gonna advise you to do Tune in on Monday. If you're not subscribing, go ahead, because if, if you're wanting some early college players slash soon-to-be-on-your-dynasty team news, that'll be in your, your podcast feed either Tuesday or Wednesday. Um, maybe even Monday. Depends on what I can get done. Now, Kyle, back to the pool. Uh, do you guys get out much around the water there in the NYC? Uh, not the water around the NYC, because the Hudson River and the East River are disgusting. Uh, but we do have uh, my wife's aunt and uncle have a pool in North Jersey that we are happy to dip our toes into as often as we can get over there. So thankful to have a car to get over there. And uh, they also have a pool heater, which is kind of spoiled, but kind of nice. Yeah. And while you're in North, North Jersey, you can you can get some action down. We're going to talk about that action here in just a second. 
And these shows are streaming live on YouTube. Uh, we recorded live on Tuesday night. We did the jersey giveaway on Sunday night with, excuse me, Monday night, the 10th with Kyle from the Fantasy Football Smackdown. So a lot going on on YouTube. Everything's been live streams right now. I do have some, I don't want to call them skits, but planned video content coming up. I just need to get in front of a whiteboard with a decent camera. Uh, we are doing the gambling thing. I just want to make sure it will be in the intro going forward. But if you or someone you know has an issue with gambling, I'd like to pass on a couple of phone numbers for you. The first one is 1-800-GAMBLER. Uh, if you're in the state of Indiana, of which I reside, that number would be 1-800-9-WITH-IT. So if you know anybody or if you're, you listening have a, an issue with gambling, please use those resources to, to get help. This is designed to be fun, to parallel our lives as dynasty and fantasy football players. How can we use this for uh, fun purposes as well as to make a little money? couple of last things and then we'll get into some of our bets that we're going to share with you tonight dynasty warzone patreon that's how kyle and i became buddies and you know he he wanted to do more hey kyle are you doing more i'm doing more Memphis. you're doing more man you're doing, doing more. more i'm doing much i'm doing uh sometimes potentially too much but it's uh it's always embraced fantasy football is a big part of my life and i thank you guys for that yeah, absolutely. I, I feel like at some point, much like uh, our original third man, Sal, at some point, one of the big boys are going to come by and try and snap you up because you are a legit doctor and you are a legit co-host. But if you're interested in what's going on the Patreon, we talk trades, we talk trash trades. Uh, I got one the other day that we, we put in the group chat and we, we roasted a bit. And you get an extra podcast. The podcast drops every Tuesday. Sometimes it's with Jerry. Sometimes it's with me. Uh, this particular week's show, we had Kyle from the FF SmackDown. We were already giving away a jersey. Hey, why not? Let's go ahead and cut a Dynasty podcast. And on that particular show, we talked about how to leave a Dynasty league at the request of one of our patrons. You know, uh, he is in a league that is not active and just not his cup of tea anymore and he was wanting to know some best practices and some etiquette to do that and make sure you check out our trophy smack sponsor it's a great time of the year to order those trophies those belts and if you use the code dwz ring not only are you supporting our sponsor you're supporting this very podcast so very huge you can check out the patreon and trophy smack if you just go to the show notes attached to this podcast there are hyperlinks to both two taps we know we know that to make your shopping experience and your your patronage experience easy let's make it as simple as possible push one button go buy one boom done last thing that really helps us out five star reviews now all three pods are on one feed so whether you and, and just put in the feed what which one you like if you like the gambling if you like the devi if you like the dynasty you, you can put that in there. Hey, I want more of this. Hey, I want more than that. That's how this podcast came to be. But five-star reviews is the fastest way to help us grow our show and find out what you want more of. So if you're not driving a car, operating heavy machinery, or doing anything dangerous, hit pause real quick. Go over there. Leave us a five-star and subscribe. You can find me on Twitter at DWZ Memphis. You can find the show at Dynasty Warzone on Instagram and Twitter. And Kyle, one more time, tell these fine people about your Twitter handle. 
Uh, I am at DWZ underscore Dr. PT. It took me weeks to memorize that, but here we are, folks. I, I am still learn, learning it myself. And But you're, you're a legit doctor, right? What college? Uh, so I'm a doctor of physical therapy, which uh, by law we have to state because we're not, quote unquote, real medical doctors. But I did my undergrad at, undergrad at University of Albany, and I got my doctorate at a small school also upstate New York called uh, Sage College. And uh, here I am in New York City, uh, uh, a real doctor of physical therapy working with real NFL athletes and real professional athletes of, uh, of all sports. All of this feels made up, guys, but, but you can't fake those diplomas and you can't fake all that hard work. Kyle, I am busting your balls. All right, man, speaking of balls, footballs, soon to be in the air, man. Uh, we've got some player props. We've got some some team over and unders. And remember, some of these we really like. And on some of mine, I've already bet mine. Uh, I wouldn't you know, advocate and say this is a, a top bet for me or a bet that I've got action on if I truly didn't have action on. Most of these I've tweeted out my ticket uh, just to make sure that you know people understand that I am really doing this. The one that I mentioned last week with Rosalie, the Baker under, uh, I think it was 3,800 yards passing. I think it was 3,800 yards. I, I actually bet that. I tweeted out that ticket. A couple of the others we're going to talk about tonight, I've tweeted out that ticket. So let's just jump into one. Kyle, you, you want to do player prop? You want to do a team prop? What do you want to dive into? Let's go player pro- player prop first because when we get the team prop, I'm gonna I'm gonna take it back to last week a little bit and uh, bring up a new one, but also bring up the old one. Um, all, right, all right, man, we'll fire away. Just just take one and and, and run, Seabiscuit. So uh, my favorite player prop that I found this week is uh, Kenny Galladay plus fifteen hundred uh, receiving leader on the year. Um, Eight games into the season, Matthew Stafford was on pace for 5,000 passing yards and I think 38 touchdowns, and Kenny Galladay was the main receiver on the end of that. He was only in his third season. Um, Here he is coming into his fourth season. This this guy, he he can do it all over the field. He can catch the short slants. He can go deep. He's, you know, he, he looks good in the red zone. Um, so with those odds, I'm a big fan of Galladay. And I, I think, uh, if Jerry's watching live right now, he might be fist bumping a little bit. Um, what are your thoughts on that Memphis? I do like it. And I do want to clear up the Baker prop. I just checked it on my FanDuel app. I bet Baker under 3899.5. So if he throws 3,900 yards, I lose anything under 3,900. I win. I've bet that I've tweeted it. I can tweet it again if you want to see it. At me on Twitter, and I'll hook you up. As far as the Kenny Galladay man, getting 19-1, to 1, my, my concern is that he's not been a volume receiver to date. Now, the offensive coordinator came out, I think it was over the weekend, and said that he really wants Kenny Galladay to be talked about in the same breath as guys like DeAndre Hopkins, like Michael Thomas. And here's the thing. I'm going to talk about Detroit myself later now. We did not plan this. Kyle, do you know how many defensive starters the Lions are returning this year? I I don't do it. I will take a random guess of four. Not too shabby. The Lions are returning five of their defensive starters, and they are returning 59.3% of their defensive snaps. So what does that tell you about this defense? Uh they're going to be shit, Memphis. 
I don't know that they're going to be shit because they did add more veterans. Now, of course, they're all Patriots, or at least mostly Patriots. And, of course, they had a draft class. But if the defense is shit, and what does that usually mean you have to do? You got to score points. You got to score points. And how, how are you going to score those points? Uh, tossing the ball in the air. Chucking the ball around the old ball yard. And I was looking at this. Again, I was looking at Detroit's schedule, and I didn't see a lot of premier corners. Now, the Bears have a good defense, but no one on that team feels like a quote-unquote lockdown corner. Sure. Uh, the, there is the uh, guy in, in Green Bay, but he wouldn't be anyone I would consider elite. I think he's a second- or third-year guy. I'm drawing a blank on his name. I think he went to Louisville. Um, Arizona, Patrick Peterson, but, I mean, he's over 30 and I don't think he is what he was. I, I don't love the matchup against uh, Marshawn Lattimore. That dude is an animal. And then, sure. and then outside of that, man, I mean, they got games against Atlanta, uh, the Colts. And as a Colts fan, I don't think we have – we have good corners. I don't think we have elite shutdown corners. Washington, Carolina, Houston, Chicago, Green Bay again, Tennessee, Tampa Bay. I mean, those are all decent teams. And what I'm hearing by looking at that schedule is I'm hearing a lot of teams – with some pretty good offenses. Again, you heard New Orleans in there. You heard Tampa Bay in there. Uh, Green Bay in there twice. Obviously, that that's in division. And if your defense is suspect, your offense is going to have to put the ball up in the air. And getting 19-1, to 1, now this is not a wager. Again, 15-1. to 1, is but a, I, I still believe in good. Yeah. Oh, I, I have no problem. I, maybe I misread that with your Josh Jacobs, which was 19-1. Yeah, to 1. yeah, yeah, yeah. But even 15 to 1, now this is a bet. I mean, great call last week by Rosalie. You don't want to lock up a huge chunk of your bankroll betting these things. These season long props are something really just to kind of tide me over to whet the appetite until we get into the week one sides, totals, and player props. Because then those you can, you, you can bet a little bit more if, if you, you know, have a range that you feel comfortable betting. But these right here, the most I've bet on a player prop so far, I'll just talk about what I've bet personally, have been mostly like in that $25 range. Not a, not a you know, meaningful amount of money. But, hey, if I win, it, it pays the dues on one of my league fees. And, you know, next year comes startup season when all these bets would be paid off. Guess what? I could, I could pay this off. But on this bet, getting 15 to 1, man, that, that's great action. Do, do you remember what the VIG was on that? Are you, I guess there wouldn't be on, no. on, on a player prop like that. Like the ones I've been – on the over and unders, I guess that's more of where you're getting hit, yeah, with, yeah, hit, yeah. With, hit with that. But 15 yeah, to 1, sure. there's a reason why you're getting those kind of odds. But, hey, uh, bad defense, good offense, team that plays in a dome nine times. Stafford likes to chuck it. And, and he does. I, I don't want to fall too much in love with Stafford last year. I mean, if I know everyone loves to take those eight because he played exactly like fifty percent of the snaps last year, sure. and people just want to double it. And that would have been like literally a career year for him. If you want to go back to fantasy, he's a guy that averages. He's usually in that QB seven to QB ten range most years, which is great. Which is great. But I I do like this prop because I think the odds versus the potential return. So if you bet 20 bucks on this and you hit $300 cash out into the season, man, that, that, that's a good one. At 25 bucks again, some people it's a lot of money, some people it's not very much money at all. But that's the kind of bet that I, I may actually take this one off of your hands. I did throw a couple of bucks on that Josh Jacob ones. You're just trying to get into my bankroll, man. <laughs> 
Yeah, I actually work for Vegas, uh, so thank you either way. Yeah, remember these player props. We're, we know player props, season-long stuff. This is just to give Kyle and I some content to get us through till week one because when we planned this show, we were talking about right, – right now we'd be talking about preseason games, right? Preseason, DFS, uh, yeah, week-to-week stuff for sure. So right now we're using a lot of these as show content, but we are betting them, so we're not just blowing smoke. My first one – is Joe Burrow under 3,800 and a half passing yards, season-long bet, about 25 bucks on it, and I laid 112, so I, I what is that, like 2,650 to win 25, something something like that? Um, I don't yeah, that, that sounds right. It, it's somewhere in that neighborhood, and, and I'll tell you all the reasons why I liked it. So when I saw this prop, I Googled, threw it in the old Google machine, most passing yards in a rookie season. Kyle, do you know what came up? Uh, I do because you tweeted it. I don't remember exactly, but I know it was. It was interesting. Only three, only three rookie quarterbacks, I believe, have gone over that. And one was Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck is number one. If we were playing the the Family Feud, where like you have to like ring in and like top five answers on the board, you would have got number one. Andrew Luck as a rookie threw for forty three hundred. And 74 yards. Number two, Cam Newton, which I was very surprised by this. I wasn't expecting Cam. Uh, I would have expected that like rookie rushing yards for quarterback. But Cam, 4,051 yards as a rookie. Jameis Winston, 4,042. Then Carson Wentz, 37,82. Peyton Manning, I'm familiar with that guy, along with Andrew Luck, 37,39. Baker Mayfield, 37-25, Kyler Murray just last year, 37-22, and then Dak Prescott, number eight all-time in rookie season passing yards, 36-67. So you only heard three of those guys eclipsed 3,800. Is that what you heard? That's what I heard. Let me throw some more stuff at you. So four of those eight quarterbacks played in a dome, and two of the other four play in moderate to warm climates, that being Cam Newton and that being Jameis Winston. Only two of the eight, that would be Baker Mayfield and Carson Wentz, would play in what would be considered a cold or poor climate, especially as you get into those November and December games. And neither Baker nor Carson Wentz completed uh, 3,800 yards. Now let's get into some, some Joe Burrow stats. Now when he was in college, do you know how many pass attempts that he had in his collegiate career? I do not, but something tells me that you do, Memphis. It's 945 for his entire career, and 527 of those came last year. So 56% of his all-time pass attempts came in that magical season last year down in the bayou. Of his 650 career completions, 600, I'm sorry, excuse me, of the 650 uh, completions, 462 happened last year at LSU, 62%. So the majority of this guy's entire body of work came in one magical season. I mean, this is my pumpkin theory. You ever seen Cinderella? Yes. Cinderella, right? Classic. It's a Disney classic. It's a beautiful tale. You know, they they, they, they take this you know young lady, the, the, the stepsister, she's mopping the floors, and here comes the fairy godmother, makes her a princess and, and takes her to the ball, and she meets Prince Charming. What if Joe Brady, who was the offensive play caller and coordinator in 
in LSU last year, who's now the offensive coordinator in Carolina. What what if he was, what if he was the 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 fairy godmother, and and, and what if the the magic is gone from this? I mean, this guy self admitted this week that if it was not for the twenty nineteen season, if they had had COVID and he had never got a chance to play that season, he could be looking for a job right now. He would have been a projected seventh rounder. And so so now he's in the NFL, no more Joe Brady, and he's got arguably the worst head coach in the NFL. Can you name a worse head coach than Zach Taylor? I'm, I'm just going to default to Adam Gase, um, but oh, otherwise well, you, the, the you, list is short. You would you'd be wrong. Adam Gase finished 7-9 and nine last year with the Jets. His quarterback had mono for three games. Oh, and Adam Gase took was the last person to take the Miami Dolphins to the playoffs. No, Adam Gase is a bad head coach, but he's not worse than Zach Taylor. A couple of other names on the list would, would have been Matt Patricia of the Dolphins, but hey, he won more games last year than Zach Taylor. Cliff Kingsbury, again, first-year coach, he won more games than, than Zach Taylor. And some people might say Doug Marone, who's in Jacksonville, but I got news for you. Doug Marone had a winning season in Buffalo, and he took the Jacksonville Jaguars to the AFC Championship game, only lost by four points to a little guy maybe you know him. His name's Tom Brady. So Joe Burrow is going to the worst head coach in in the NFL, the team coming off the 101, and they have the 12th hardest adjusted strength of schedule for their 2020 opponents. What does that mean? That means instead of using last year's win totals, we're using the 2020 Vegas expected win totals. So their average opponent is expected to win just over eight games. So they're going to be playing about, a, on average, a 500 team or better each and every week, including Pittsburgh twice, including Baltimore twice. Those are some really good defenses. Cleveland's got a good defense this year too, I believe. Cleveland last year didn't give up one 300-yard passer on that yeah. defense. And, yeah. and, and this is a team they've yet to put on pads. He had all those other guys that we mentioned, Luck and Newton and, and Watson and Wentz. All those other guys had, you know, an entire offseason program, not Zoom meetings, you know. And they, they were had they had a full camp. They had preseason games. These guys haven't even put on pads yet. And unlike the other rookie quarterbacks in this class, like Justin Herbert, who has Tyrod Taylor, like uh, Tua, who has Ryan Fitzmagic, he has no one to help him. They let Andy Dalton go to save money. Andy Dalton's in Dallas. He's got Ryan goddamned Finley as his backup quarterback. And and what's Ryan Finley going to teach him what not to do? It's a horrible situation. I hate the head coach. And he's going to see real pressure, in in my opinion, like he's never seen at LSU. Yeah, the Bama game, there might have been some pressure. In the Clemson game, there was some pressure at times. But not like what he's going to see coming off the edge with guys like T.J. Watt. It's going to be a uh, what was the other another old Disney uh, song, a whole new world. It's going to be a whole new world for Joe Burrow. So for all the reasons that I just stated, I like and I've bet Joe Burrow under thirty eight hundred and a half passing yards in the twenty twenty season. Kyle, what do you think? What do you think about that bet? Uh, when you tweeted that the other day and tagged me, I was like, yeah, uh, I, I got to get on board with that. I mean. He'd more or less have to have close to like a, a rookie record year as a quarterback. And a year ago, nobody knew who he was. He's coming into, look, uh, the Bengals are what I would call a trash organization right now. There's there's no great management up top. They're questionable coaching. Um, they're coming off a pretty pretty crappy season. They, you know, crappy enough to get the one-on-one. 
Um, yeah, let, let's go under 3,800. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to text my Jersey guy in the next 24 hours to get some money on that one for sure. And one thing I want to remind you on player props, again, I don't advise you going crazy with your bankroll betting them, but I got this tip from a gentleman named Dave Essler. He's a professional gambler. And, you know, on certain players, because of the popularity or the polarization, how polarizing a player is, Vegas has a tendency to jack the the totals up on these guys thinking that fans are going to bet over because they're popular. And people, yeah. people want, you know, Joe Burrow ties to Ohio State, Joe Burrow national champion, Joe Burrow 101 in the NFL draft. You know, they probably tacked on an extra 200 more yards than they should have based on the historical numbers of other, you know, top rookie passers in the league. And, and that was something I was looking to take advantage of. Do you, do you have another one, another player, or uh, you want to go to your team bet? Uh, let's go player for a second because I have two that are uh, opposite ends of the spectrum that both intrigue me. Um, so if I'm going like hyped up veteran with an over under of 1200 and a half, I'm taking on taking the under on Devonte Adams. Um, he's only had one season over a thousand yards and that season was, you know, he played 15 games and Aaron Rodgers played 16. And I believe that was under McCarthy. Um, and here we are under the, the Matt LaFleur era, um, and Aaron Rodgers' yards per attempt has gone down significantly over the past five years. Uh, part of it is probably that I'm, I am a Cowboys fan, and I have significant emotional attachment to Green, Bay's, Green Bay Packers' losses over the past you know, four years. Uh, but I just don't believe that there's going to be enough to – enough for Devonte Adams to go over 12, 1200.5, um, at minus minus one twelve, Uh, and then at the opposite end of the spectrum, uh, Shane, Shane Swagger of the Superflex podcast, who admittedly, like that was one of my first dynasty podcasts that I really dove into. And he is a, he is a well-read and well-spoken guy. Um, four rookie receivers last year went over 800 yards. And I know we're going into sort of a weird season, but Jalen Rager is his his yards over under is set at six four six hundred and forty nine and a half yards, which I believe is fourth or fifth highest out of all of the rookie receivers. Um, and I'm going to go over there. the The Eagles are already a pass happy friendly offense. Um, you know, Alshon Jeffrey is in question. Marquise Goodwin is set to sit out the year. Um, yes, they have their tight ends. Yes, they have Miles Sanders. But there's, uh, you know, Rotoviz, I believe, put out an article between the, um, I'm sorry, between the, the NFL draft and when a lot of dynasty drafts were starting that talked about potential outcomes of rookie receivers. And Rager is at the, the top of the list for potential targets, yards, catches, etc. cetera. Um, so, yeah, I'm going, I'm going under for Devontae Adams. 1200 and a half and then over Rager 649 and a half yards. What are your thoughts on those two? Well, I'll, I'll start with the Rager one. You and I were doing some group research before we hit the, hit the record button. And Carson Wentz was fifth last year in pass attempts with 607. And who are those going to go to? I mean, Zach Ertz can only gobble up so many. You mentioned Marquise Goodwin already opted out. Can't opt back in. That's, that's, that's agreed upon in, in the league. And Deshaun Jackson, uh, as you noticed last year, not the healthiest dude around. 
So, I mean, there's J.J. Ortega-Whiteside, there's Deshaun Jackson, and then there's Jalen Rager. And for a team that threw the ball 607 times, um, to, to think that he may get 100 targets is, is not laughable. And l- let's say he got 85. And you and I did the math. Last year, Carson Palmer averaged 10.4 yards per completion. So for him, to, for you to get this bet, you needed to hit 650 yards, correct? Correct. That means Jalen Rager would need to hit would need to catch 64 passes at the average of Carson Wentz from last year, 10.4. So that would be four catches a game for 45 yards. I I think that's more than doable, and I think you may get off to a slow start. But to ask, I mean, think about that from a fantasy standpoint. I would not be happy if I had him in my lineup with, you know needing fantasy points and he got me four for 45 but from this best standpoint I think it's very doable so you're you're banking on him getting volume which I think he'll get I think if he got 85 targets I, th- I think he'd catch around 65 balls and I think he will have games where he's going to have that blow up game the guy's electric he's got good speed uh, he's good in the open field so to think that he might have a game where he has four catches for would you be stunned if you saw one game where he had like four catches for like 150 yards? No, and I believe like the, you know, if if the average is four for 45, I gotta think we're gonna see a few games where there's five, six, or seven for maybe 110, 120 in in three, and yeah, maybe they're gonna be at the back half of the season, so you might be biting your nails a little bit on this one, um, but. The dude can run routes, and he he landed in the ideal spot for uh, a wide receiver with first-round draft pick capital. Yeah, so we're, we're on the same page there. And Devontae Adams, I'm, when I first saw that number, I'm like, buddy, I, I, I feel like you're, you're playing with fire here. Because um, for a guy who's being drafted in a 1QB league, and from a redraft perspective, for a guy who's being in the back half of of a one QB draft, I thought, man, my, my my friend here is playing with with fire. But it turns out you're not, buddy. You're you're really not. Uh, Devontae Adams has crossed the 1,200 yard mark exactly one time in his career, and that was 2015. He had 1,386. Outside of that, he's never had another 1,000 yard season. Mm-hmm. So. So I, I do think the volume could be there in that season. He had 169 targets last year in 12 games. He had 127. So he's certainly going to get the volume. He's clearly the only person that Aaron Rodgers trusts. But I think you also have the injury factor in your favor. And remember, that's why I like betting unders. Yes. I like betting unders because you get bad weather, you get injury. And this year you're going to get COVID on yep. top of that. He's not played all 16 games since 2016. He, yep. he he suited up for 16, started 15. In 2017, he played 14. In 2018, he played 15. This past year, he played 12. So this is not exactly a guy who's going to be out there. And this is a pretty good team. They could, they, they could have the division locked up going into week 17. I guess that's what it is now. I mean, it would be, it would be their 16th game, but you get what I'm saying. He could be going into the last game of the season and maybe play a quarter. Maybe he's chasing like a, like a catch something or another. But, you know, the historical data definitely supports your pick. And yeah, I did the math, you know, 
Jalen Rager only has to average 40 yards a game for just just over. We'll call it 41. 41 yards a game for you to get that money. So I like those. Are you ready for my second player prop? Absolutely. Let's hear it, Memphis. All right, buddy. I went and I, I have bet this. I've also tweeted this picture out as well. Derrick Henry under combined rush and receiving yards under 1,509 and a half. And last year, man, Derrick Henry set all sorts of career highs in his his rushing totals, and it was it was not uh, something that I think anyone expected. Anyone who thought he was going to break out to the level that he did in 2019 is probably full of gas. I mean, his best before that was 2018. He had just over a thousand. He had 1059. Uh, this is a guy whose most receiving yards in a season is 206. So what am I asking myself? Um, do I think it's repeatable? No, I do not. Now, Tennessee, I mentioned the adjusted strength of schedule earlier. Uh, Tennessee has the second easiest adjusted strength of schedule. Their opponents in 2020 are expected to win 126 games. That's just a tick under 500. So... That's actually, you know, quite a bit in his favor. But I'm asking myself at this point, they, they've got a lot of money invested in this guy. They've got, I think it's $26 million over the next two years. They drafted, mm -hmm. they drafted Darrington Evans. I think it was in the late, late third round. Mm -hmm. And, you know, in games where the game strip's not going quite as smooth, he's going to be off the field. Now let's talk about his total rushes. Let's not add in the receptions because there's not a whole lot to add in. But total rush in the regular season and total rushes in the playoffs he had 386 now there's this old curse of the 370 so i went and did some some research remember larry johnson i was just gonna say the the larry johnson rule the jamal lewis rule uh oh, yeah it, it's crazy so in 2006 larry johnson rushed the ball just rushes not not, not receptions he rushed the ball 429 times in 17 games, including the playoffs. The next year, and he, he, again, he played 17 games. The next year in 2007, he had 158 rush attempts on eight games because he had injury. Let's, yeah. go, back, let's go back to 1998. Remember Jamal Adams, the Dirty Bird? Do the Dirty Bird dance? You're probably, oh you're, you're probably a little, yeah, yeah. I do. No, Atlanta Falcons, yes. Atlanta Falcons. He had. Jamal and, Jam, no, Jamal Anderson. Yeah, yeah, yeah Jamal Anderson. Jamal Lewis yeah. was, 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 was on this list too. Jamal Anderson, 480 rush attempts in 19 games that year. The, the next year, 19 rush attempts on two games because he got hurt. Let's go to Eric Dickerson. This is way before your time. Eric Dickerson in 1986 had 430 rush attempts in 17 games with a playoff game in there the next year 398 on 13 games a little bit better by, by far one of the best this next guy is the only guy to play all 16 games the following year eddie george in 2000 remember eddie george ohio oh, yeah. state buckeye yeah 430 rush attempts in 2000 in 17 games including the playoffs 2001 he had 315 rush attempts he is the only one on my list who played all 16. Here's one that blew my mind. I had forgot all about DeMarco Murray. You remember DeMarco Murray's oh, 20, yeah. 2014 with the Cowboys? Cowboys fan. He had of four, course I remember that. He had 436 rush attempts in 18 games that year, including the playoffs. The next year, 193. Uh, and, he, and he did suit up for 15 games, but he only started eight because injury. Terrell Davis. 1998, he played in the Super Bowl against Jamal Anderson. 
470 rush attempts, 19 games. And in the very next year, 1999, 67 total rush attempts in four games because, wait for it, he got injured. Derrick Henry, 386 rush attempts last year in 18 games with about 86 of those coming in three playoff games, almost 30 a game. They rode him, man. They, they rode him. They rode him, but at least they paid him. Yep. Uh, so for me, I, I, I get the injury, which, you know, historically this tells me he's going to miss a game or two or potentially a bunch. And he doesn't catch the ball a lot. And they brought in, you know, new, new comp, I don't say competitions. I don't think Derek Darrington Evans is going to siphon off a bunch of rushes, but he's damn sure going to siphon off the receptions. And if he proves to be a capable third down back, that's going to be less Derek Henry on the field. So for all the reasons I just laid out the historical data, uh, his his personal historical data for me, I felt like under 1,509.5 yards was a pretty safe bet. What, what do you think about that? I'm on board with that. Uh, historical data aside, we have statistical data. Like he is due to regress. Like uh, I don't know offhand, but when was the last time a um, a season-long rushing leader led the season two years in a row. Um, I don't know if it ever happens. And then to think about how efficient the Titans were as far as their offense was last year, I have to think that they're going to pass the ball this more this year. Um, so, yeah, I'm on board with Derrick Henry under that for sure. All right. Well, we, we both have a season-long team bet. Let's jump into yours, man. What's your season-long bet? All right, I'm going to go with a new one, and then I'm going to talk you into the old one from last week. My my uh, my new one is I'm going to stay in the NFC East. I'm going Eagles under nine and a half wins. I, sm- I smell a homer bias, but keep going. You got my attention. <laughs> um, I you know the 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 NFC East plays the AFC North this year. So that's Ravens, Steelers, Browns, Bengals. The Eagles won the division last year, so they are playing um, division winners from last year in the NFC, meaning they're going to be playing the Packers uh, and then the 49ers. And then I, I, you know, I wish I looked up what the Eagles did in the division last year, but they, they struggled against the Giants at least one of the games. And then um, I listened to the Michael Lombardi GM Shuffle podcast, and I can't remember exactly what he said about the Eagles' schedule, but I believe the Eagles have one of the tougher strength and justice schedules, meaning going against higher uh, Vegas win totals for the year. And so I am, I am strongly under the Eagles' win total of 9.5. The Eagles... The Eagles on the adjusted Vegas strength of schedule, they have the 11th toughest strength of schedule. Right there, uh, sandwiched in between the Texans and the Bengals from last year. By the way, I did the research while you were laying out your your Eagles prop. I'll get into that in a second. The last person to lead the league in rushing two years in a row was LaDainian Tomlinson in 2006 and wow. 2007. So it's, 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 uh, it's been a while. So there, there you go. Um, I, I would also, in in thinking about that, I would like to mention that 
Brandon Brooks is an offensive lineman for the Eagles who has gone down. I believe um, Jason Peters has left their offensive line as well. They brought him back to play guard when Brooks went down. Nah. Yeah, I, I have questions about that. But, um, yeah, just uh, I don't know. The, the Eagles, I don't. So I'm a Cowboys fan. I'll be honest. Um, uh, the the clapper I believe pulled us down last year, and I believe for that reason the the Eagles rose to the top a little bit. Um, and and I see th- I see things switching up this year. Um, so what do you think about that, Memphis? Well, I'm I'm sitting here looking at their in division record. And I am seeing that they went 5-1 and one in division last year. They beat the Giants twice. They beat the Redskins twice. And they split with Dallas. So they were 5-1 and one in the NFC East. I, I think this is right here would be one that I, I would much rather have it uh, at like 10 and under. Um, but I, I don't love their schedule. You're, you're right. It is a first-place schedule. And it is one of the tougher schedules in there if – now, for me, this would be a lean. This would not be a bet. This would not be a like. I would lean toward the under, but I, I think this is still going to be a really good team. They are, you know, they were 12th in points scored last year. They were 15th in points against. Uh, it, it, it's it's not a horrible, not a horrible bet. They finished nine and seven, so they would only have to do a little bit better this year. But the schedule gets tougher, so. Um, I don't love this one like I did your Galladay bet or the Rager bet. I lean toward it uh, a little bit more than I like it. But hey, um, you, you can't best bet everything. You know, you're, you're you're putting out things you're leaning toward. I mean, we're putting out content, and I don't know that Dr. Kyle will bet this one like he has his Kenny G bet or like I have my Burrow bet. But it's one that, that I'm leaning toward. Now, one I'm going to bet as soon as we finish recording this before the number moves is I am going to bet, Jerry, I know you're listening, my normal Dynasty Warzone co-host, I am betting the Detroit Lions over six and a half wins. Holy cow. I'm, I'm shopping around before I actually make my wager because another you know gambling best practices have outs. What's an out? Out's a place to make a bet because you can, you can get better lines, uh, things happen to where you may not be able to get action down at like your normal, you know, your normal book, if you will. No, I know that's changed in legal states like Indiana, but you know, having more places to bet and and shopping around for better odds and and better numbers, that's that's a a, a pro move. So I would love to get this at six because at six, I think I'm locking myself into a tie. Worst case scenario. Uh, but I, I think uh, six is what I'm going to look for. But I will bet it at six and a half. Uh, some of the reasons why the Lions have the fifth easiest adjusted strength of schedule on the year. Again, based on their opponent's win percentage. Their p- opponents combined are slightly below uh, 500. So there, there are some good teams uh, projected to be on the schedule. But I went back to uh, Kyle. Do you remember during the three-team parlay, I was using that ESPN continuity uh, article. Yes. yes. So I went back and referenced that, and the Lions are returning 78.8 percent of their offensive snaps from last year. They're returning nine offensive starters. The defense we mentioned earlier in the show, they're only returning 59.3 percent of the defense. But I do like some of the veterans, and I really feel like this is Matt Patricia's 
last stand. Um, I, I think this is a team that when Stafford got injured, I know that they were 3-4-1. and one. They basically gave away the Arizona Cardinal game. And I don't think it would have been crazy for that same team last year to have won another three games over their last eight. So, you know, you, you, you're getting Stafford back. And I, I was looking, in, in their 16 games, I think Matt Stafford is the better quarterback in at least nine of the 16 games in which they play this year. And, and I went through all their games. They play the Bears in week one. I, I think they'll win at home. I think they'll lose at Green Bay. I think they'll win at Arizona. I think they'll lose to New Orleans. They'll beat Jacksonville. I think they'll beat Atlanta. They'll lose to the Colts. They'll lose to Minnesota in Minnesota. I think they'll beat the Washington football team. I think they'll beat Carolina. I believe they'll lose to Houston and they'll lose at Chicago. I believe they'll win at Green um, excuse me, they'll win at home against Green Bay. Okay. They'll lose at Tennessee. They'll lose at home against Tampa Bay. And I think they win in week seventeen against Minnesota because Minnesota will probably have a playoff, if not the division locked up that week. Yeah. So, so I could see them, much like Minnesota has done in the past, resting starters. I have them at eight wins, and I really think the game against Houston and Tennessee could go either direction. Um, so could the Atlanta game. I, I was in the same thing with Arizona, but you know, I, I have six wins that I really, really think are a lock, and then I have four games that I could see going either way. So I've only got to win one of those four swing games to get this bet in. So. Those are, are some of the reasons that I bet this. I also like the addition of DeAndre Swift to the running game. I don't think he'll be a bell cow back from a dynasty or a fantasy standpoint, but he'll certainly be an upgrade over Carrion Johnson. And the tandem of Carrion Johnson and DeAndre Swift will do wonders compared to the journeyman they had back there last year, like Bo Scarborough, like Ty Johnson. I think J.D. McKissick may have been there for a game uh, as a journeyman. Uh, j- just a, a lot of bums. T.J. Hawkinson takes a step. Muhammad, I'm uh, not Muhammad's new. Excuse me, Marvin Jones. Yes, is, is back. Uh, they, they they did lose their slot receiver in Geronimo Allison, but they did bring back Danny Amendola. Oh, so uh, th- there's plenty of weapons in this offense. And again, I get the better quarterback in what I feel is nine of sixteen games. So pretty good schedule. All in all, I like my six and a half. I am going to shot my, my heart out trying to get six. But what do you think, man? Did, did I give you enough to make you think you should be betting this? This was one. So uh, I, I'm reading into it now. I think the Lions went 0-6 in their division last year. Um, I, don't, I just don't think I'm a Matt Patricia believer. And I think I might take the under. I th- I feel like, honestly, I feel like if six was the number, that's a nice number to push with. Um, but six and a half is – Vegas has nailed this one. I um, the, the defense is going to struggle. Yes, the offense might be there, but they're going to be playing a strong Bears defense twice. They're going to be str- playing a strong Vikings defense twice. See, I, I would disagree with that, that the, the – the, the excuse me the Vikings lost so many starters in this offseason. They they lost uh, Xavier Rhodes. They lost um, the other corner who's in Cincinnati. They lost Everson Griffin. This is a team that brought in I think it was eleven rookies. I, I I think it's a bit of a misnomer that the Minnesota defense is a bunch of world beaters. And I don't okay. think and I, I don't think I think uh, Green Bay was not as good as their record would dictate last year. If you remember. 
they the Green Bay Packers got a very fortunate referee call to beat this Lions team on Thursday night last year. So I, I think this team had a little bad luck when they went when they were three, four, and one. Their defense cost them the game against Arizona. I I, I just see the opportunity to take advantage of the return of Matt Stafford. I think he'll get it done in spite of Matt Patricia. All right. I mean, I can get on board with that. Uh, I did read today that the the Packers' win total from last year, 13, was significantly higher than would, what would be expected based on their, um, their, uh, their, their point total differential. And so they are, as, as Twitter would say, due for regression. And then knowing that Minnesota has uh, exchanged that many returning veterans for rookies, I could see, I could see, like six and a half is the right number. So that being said, maybe um, I, I might be throwing some money on Detroit's over at this point. Well, I'm not trying to sway. I'm just trying to make sure that you uh, you understand that you know the, the there's a lot of perception out there, and, I, and I'm doing I'm doing a lot of homework on these. Uh, I won't have this many you know bets. These this is the culmination of a lot of off season stuff. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking right now on the uh, uh, Walter Camp, or excuse me, Walter Football, and I, I'm looking at the, the offense, and now I'm looking at the defense, and I, I'm looking at off-season losses. This team lost Everson Griffin, Linval mm-hmm. Joseph, Xavier Rhodes, Mackenzie Alexander, Trey Waynes, that was the other corner I was thinking of, and gotcha. Jiren uh, Curse. So there are at least four starters from last year's defense gone, um, you know, and and they didn't really bring in a ton to do it. The draft picks, yeah, they 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 brought in a bunch of young guys, but they're exactly that. They're a bunch of young guys, and young guys are going to young guy. So I, I I like it. I'm not trying to talk you into it. I'm just trying to put some of the reasons behind my handicap in this. But man, next week you you ready to talk some DFS? Do a little DFS primer. Uh, I, I Absolutely. Had a, I had a great DFS guest for us lined up tonight. Couldn't get it lined up. Think we've got them lined up for next week to talk about some DFS best practices. Uh, the week one slates up, so we can certainly talk about that. And these are the kind of things that we're going to get into this year. And then we're really going to get into those week week to week totals. We're going to get into those week to week player props. I think that's where, as dynasty and fantasy players, where there's real uh, real opportunity for guys like us. Let's do it. Especially you, man, being a doctor. You can tell me if these guys, uh, is, you know, is this guy going to take the needle? Is he going to be able to play? <laughs> what, what are we going to do with these guys? So what, what else is going on, man? Anything for these people before we get out of here? Vegas don't lie. That, that's my big thing, I would say, is uh, if something looks too good to be true, um, read into it a little bit and, uh, and go from there. So that, that's my big tip of the, the week. Uh, another tip that I'll share from another pro better named Steve Fezzik is look for those early week lines. When when the week when the new lines come out Sunday night into Monday morning, those are the most advantageous. Every every day you get closer to kickoff, those lines get tougher and tougher. And it's tough enough to beat the NFL right now as it is. And you know a, a long-term successful gambler wins about. Uh, you have to hit, I think it's 52.6% to break even, but you know, you're, you're really making bank if you're hitting in that 57, uh, 55 to 57% number. So just some more random factoids for you on the way out. 
And remember, here at the Dynasty War Zones, the fabulous best bet, money won is twice as sweet as money earned. So we'll see you back here next week. We'll talk some DFS and uh, have a good time. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Take care. Hey, fellow Warzone listeners. My name is Zach Camps. Uh, I'm not golfing or slinging my hands a monster. I'm usually thinking about Dynasty Fantasy Football. A couple months back, I joined the Patreon just to take my Dynasty passion to the next level. And I'll tell you what. Well, let's just say there's writer-downers for days in the Patreon. As a member, you get access to the bonus pod where the guys take the filter off and talk about a wide variety of topics that maybe they won't cover on the normal show. You also get access to Memphis and Jerry for one-on-one advice, personal dynasty dilemmas. They'll tackle them for you, help you out with it. You just don't get that anywhere else. But I'd say my favorite part about the Patreon is the uh, the group chat. Tell you what, these guys are some excellent minds, tons of fun. The fire in there is amazing. Great platform to post trade questions, debate rookie values, share insight, interact with some cool people from across the globe. You know, Shout out to those guys in Australia. They're blowing my phone up all the time. You know, the best part is there's no Twitter trolls or Facebook trolls arguing about stuff they don't know anything about. So uh, if you want to enjoy your dynasty experience even more, win those championships, pause the podcast right now, sign up, and you can thank me later in the group chat. <laughs>